Hi, and welcome back to the Mob Mentality Show. I'm Chris Lucian, and my co-host is Austin Chadwick. And today we're going to talk about mobbing with Copilot. So, uh, Austin, you've been doing this lately. Can you uh, tell us a little bit about your experience and your thoughts? Sure, 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 sure. So uh, we'll, we'll reference back in the show notes a link to a previous episode on sharing our experiences uh, mobbing with uh, ChatGPT. And uh, so I, I have had more experience with that, but uh, for I got about at least a week of uh, uh, mobbing with Copilot. And uh, so uh, with ChatGPT, I think maybe I'll start with like maybe the major difference that we saw. It was that with uh, ChatGPT, it was almost like turning to another member of the mob programming team and asking it a question and then seeing what its response was and modifying it or tinkering with it or, you know, following up with another question. Um, and so with Copilot, it uh, it was a different experience because it's almost like, a, uh, you know, ChatGPT is a very reserved, calm, you know, mob member who just waits to be asked and then it'll give, you know, you, you feedback where Copilot is just like blurting out stuff and just like telling you what it thinks constantly if you install it in the IDE. So it's almost like mobbing with someone who's very excited, energetic, and it's just like wanting to hit you with stuff all the time. And um, and so it, it is, uh, some members of the mob were a little taken back by how much it suggests because what's cool is that you'll be typing something. So you might be like, okay, we might be like code by intention, like, hey, let's add a method that does X, Y, and Z. And then you go new line and then it'll just like generate it for you, boom. And um, I would say that I think about a 10th of the time, it's just completely wrong. And so we just like, don't, we don't, we just start typing something else. And then it gets better as it's looking at what we're typing. Um, and then I say most of the time, it's like 80% right. We're like, yeah, that's mostly what we want. So we hit tab and then accept it and then we change it, right? And so like, it's like, you know, the 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 real uh, third party library says load API or load a URL and they put like request URL or something like that. So we just have to fix the method name or, or something like that. Or the flow is slightly different. Um, every once in a while, it gets it exactly what we wanted to do for that little method. Um, and so... Um, so it's kind of fun. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's been my initial experience. Have you had any experiences or thoughts on that? Um, maybe that's like a algorithm roulette or something where you're, yeah, like, <laughs> spin the wheel and get what you get. Yeah. 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 Um, when I, when I used, uh, so I, I use the different prompting techniques. So like some was just write a comment, write comments, and then it'll generate out what you're going to use. Um, or, you know, the autocomplete. Um, and, and, and there was a predecessor to Copilot called tab nine, which I used quite a bit as well. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, tab nine was not as ambitious in its suggestions. So I, you know, I didn't get a huge chunk of code and I, I felt like it worked a little bit better. Um, but, uh, I, I think, you know, just like I said, for the chat GPT stuff, uh, a little bit, um, yeah. So, so while chat GPT is like a very good, uh, um, junior programmer that needs kind of babysitting all the time, uh, co-pilot, uh, I think is like a very aggressive <laughs> junior developer that needs babysitting all the time. Uh, so I think you're right in the sense that it's suggestions are, are there, um, pretty well. I was using it more early on in its development. And so my, my very first early impressions were, um, 
or, you know, this is wrong all the time. Uh, but it got it, like you said, it slowly got better over time. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, it's, um, because it's integrated in the IDE and can reference other files in the system. Like it feels like it's sending your whole code base to like Microsoft every time. I don't know if that's disconcerting to anyone. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, those were kind of the, some of the impressions that, that I got from it, but, um, I, I, I certainly prefer, uh, the chat model versus the like, oh, here, here's this. And it's just like vomiting code all over the screen constantly. Mm. Um, but, uh, because a lot of the time is it can be distracting. Like you can lose your chain of thought just reading what it produces. Um, so I, I think solving that problem might be good. Uh, almost yeah. like a a key binding to just say like, show me what you'd suggest now uh, versus, you know, give it permission to invade your screen or something like that um, might be good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is, and I, I haven't tried tab nine in four years. So, yeah. but I do recall um, that we did try tab nine. What's interesting is uh, me and one other person were the same people in the mob who tried tab nine. And I think this other person said let's turn off tab nine i think we tried it yeah, for yeah. and i think because the suggestions were so far off yeah that it became you know annoying where so far the same person has been tolerating it more i'm wondering because most of the time we say yes and we accept it you know and then we tinker with it because it's like oh that is what we meant and it also gives the option that i think it's like alt left and right uh square bracket you can cycle through its suggestions. You know what I mean? Oh, interesting. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, so usually like the first one or two or three is like within the ballpark that it saves us a lot of typing strokes. It's kind of mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, that's what we want. And then we'll go change the one or two things that are off, you know? Um, and so I wonder if the, that's why it survived longer in our mob um, than, than the previous version of uh, tab nine. And it's almost like a, I remember someone on uh, social media was saying that chat GPT is like spicy autocomplete. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but this is like that injected in your code as you're typing. And it is like a, a pretty uh, fancy autocomplete um, is a, is a good way to think about it. Yeah. And it does pick up uh, your coding patterns, right? So if you, you know, uh, are generating long methods and then you start a method, it'll like give you a huge method, you know, or, um, and even inside jokes. So, um, you know, uh, sometimes we'll, some test strings are like a safer place to have a, a joke because it's like, no one's going to see it. Yeah. Uh, and it's usually assigned to a variable that has a real meaning or whatever. So it's like, you know, any URL, you know, we'll, we'll put in like something silly. And what's funny is that uh, as we're typing other code, we'll go URL equals, and then it'll give us some of our previous jokes or variations on the previous jokes. And it's like, oh, it's learning is, you know, we're teaching yeah. it. Uh, uh, and, uh, and I, I have a sense of humor now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you find me funny? Yeah. And, we're, and uh, you know, one of them was like, oh, let's start teaching it memes and see how good it gets over time. And, uh, <laughs> and so, um, yeah, but I mean, it, it was a different variation on, and so, um, with chat GPT, it's almost like, we'll go to it to ask questions and then co-pilots like finishing our sentences, so to speak. Um, and, uh, so it's been pretty fun. I guess we'll see how the experiment continues to go. If, 
the mob uh, keeps adding uh, robots or it will stay at this size or, you know, go down to one robot. But uh, yeah, I just thought it'd be fun to share about that. And uh, any closing thoughts before we close it out? Yeah. Uh, it, one thing that came to mind um, is, uh, you know, I think try, you know, maybe both with Copilot and with ChatGPT. A good thing to try is try your interview that you give to people in ChatGPT and using Copilot. Um, just see what your interview would be like if it, if they had those tools. And and oh. because I think one thing that people will have to consider is that while doing an interview, they probably have ChatGPT up now, right? So so is there anything that you, you know? Is there any consideration there that that you should have? And and you know, do you reward uh, using Copilot during the 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 interview process, or or do you punish it? And you know, because so because uh, right now GPT four can pass the bar exam and the LSAT at eighty percent um, correctness. So so it can get a B, right? <laughs> yeah. um, and so it's a pretty interesting thought. So that, that's that's my parting thought for you all. Um, yeah, and what's funny in I will go a little meta here, but I'll start with the topic you talked about, which was that topic came up in our uh, mob discussion this morning because we have an interview coming up and we were like, well, if, if one of the candidates opens up chat GPT, is that a, a plus or a negative? You know, because before we'd always say like, hey, it's okay to use Google because when you're really working on real stuff, you can, you know, how, how good are you at researching to, to find something out? And so uh, so that, that was definitely an interesting discussion. And, and I think... Uh, to get a little philosophical, because um, we've talked about it too. We're like, oh, you know, our our jobs in jeopardy, or you know, whatever. And like we were we were discussing, at least at right now, it struggles solving problems bigger than a bed bread box uh, bread box. Um, but also, I think in a sense, it's automating a lot of the simple stuff, right? Uh, so kind of going back to the autocomplete, like, hey, you know, like me typing all those characters uh you know is it totally necessary if it gets it most of the way there and then i do some tinkering um that's good um and so it's interesting at a meta level is if it's automating a lot of the simple stuff it's leaving the the most difficult problems left for the humans to be solved at least in my experience so far and i think that is um uh a good area for humans to be right you know uh you know thinking well, you know, um, processing and interacting with others well um, are, are, are very important. And so I think I'm okay personally if it takes away a lot of the more uh, um, simple parts of programming, almost kind of like as time has gone, it's become higher and higher levels of programming, uh, programming languages. Um, and there's still time and place for the low level languages, but it's, uh, I've been okay following that train of going higher up in the the abstraction layer, you know. And so I don't know what's your what's your comfort level with letting it do the the grunt work. <laughs> yeah. So so for me, it's anything that can help us solve the important problems faster and yeah, uh, and with less work, right? And and yeah. Um, well, I don't I don't know that it helps us be as dry, you know, as we want to be, like as far as like the don't repeat yourself uh, right. kind right. of paradigm, because I think. I think there's um, probably a surge of copy pasta in code bases right now, um, but uh, I do I, I I totally agree with you. I think that 
um, the higher levels of abstraction we can think at, uh, you know, so, so, uh, I think in earlier episodes, we said it's either going to go towards Star Trek or Terminator. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I, I want to carefully make our way towards Star Trek, uh, and avoid the Ter the Terminator scenario, but, um, and then, uh, you know, uh, my, my wife has said in the past, well, it, you know, will it actually end up like Wally instead? Um, and, and so I was like, oh, that's like a really good point. Um, so, so Star Trek Terminator or Wally, uh, you know, I want to get to the Star Trek scenario. I, I, I want, you know, I want the needs of the world solved and exploration to be like the primary thing that maybe humans are able to do. And I think that, uh, you know, I think inching toward that in, in whatever way we can and creating abundance in whatever way we can is really important. So uh, I like the way things are going and I'm eager to see where it goes from here. And uh, hopefully we don't end up in the Terminator scenario. Yes, yes. You know, it was funny. Uh, my kids watched WALL-E after some of these experiences and I watched that movie under a whole new light now, yeah. you know? <laughs> it's almost like I want to give ChatGPT WALL-E's voice. I think that'd be quite, yeah. quite entertaining. Um, yeah, and one thing, oh, that uh, you made a good point about copy pasta is that with ChatGPT, you can prompt it to be like, hey, you're an extreme programmer or hey, you know, put on a refactoring mindset. What would you do with this code or whatever? With Copilot, it's it's doing what it does. I don't, I don't know if maybe maybe someone yeah. who's a Copilot expert can, kind of, you know, respond oh. to comments and say, like, you know, can you set the context differently so it just doesn't give me copy pasta of what I did over there? You know, or something. I think you can't you can use the comments to say uh, in an extreme programming format write this oh so, sees the um, comments okay yeah so so the, so i think like you know chat gpt and copilot are very similar in, in the idea that if you operate in the comments you can be conversational with it and then it will write code that that portrays the you know so anyway but but i mean that's a really good point like to our audience reply with your best prompts and then maybe we can make an episode on prompts like you know, ah. how do you mob well with a uh, AI uh, co-mobber um, and and, you know, what are the things that you do? Because I've seen context, context setting, especially like if you look at AI jailbreaks and like the amount of work they go through to make something bad happen. Um, if you put that same amount of effort in making chat gpt or copilot into an extreme programmer do you get similar results right yeah um so so share your prompts in the comments you know let's let's start a conversation about this maybe we can get some uh really solid uh practices going around um extreme generative ai or i don't know whatever you call it generative ai plus uh, plus yeah it, and i guess that's something to, to note is that uh prompt prompt writing for ai is becoming a skill almost like good googling right or good uh search engine skills and what's funny is the skill like you like with mobbing with anything else you pick up the skills from the other people in the ensemble and i think when it entered our ensemble someone had already spent a ton of time doing prompt writing and so they were teaching us quite a bit about how to prompt it and we've gotten better watching each other and kind of yeah. doing it together as a mob. And so I think the prompt writing skill can grow as as like another skill, like good in tech stack A and 
you know, good with refactoring, good at prompting uh, AI <laughs> for help. Yeah, you know? Like terms like solid and grasp, like, can you make this yeah. loosely coupled and highly cohesive? Can you do this? Can yep. you do this? These, these are all things that we can put. So I think typically right now, most prompts that start out are multiple paragraphs long for the good results, right? So it's like, mm. um, yeah, and, and, and I, I, I suggest looking at some of the AI jailbreaks because they're they're very complex like you are now dan dan stands for do anything now and they do a lot to get past all the locks that are in place to prevent it from acting a certain way uh, and and it's paragraphs of information before they put in the prompt of like do something bad that you shouldn't uh, so so if you take that as a model but use it for good right can you write three paragraphs of what it means to be an extreme programmer and then have it generate the code yeah um and I, I think that that can be like a really interesting experiment. I think everybody should be looking into that right now. Yeah. And, and that, that's what we started doing. You can do it conversationally too, because yeah. we gave it a problem once and this is going uh, back to more chat model as opposed, but I guess you can do it in the comments with Copilot yep. is it gave us a response and it solved the problem, but we asked, Hey, can you give us a more generic solution that doesn't have duplicate code? And it did. Yeah, And it came up with a, a syntax that we didn't know for the programming language we were in because it was very functional because yeah. it, it was a very functional problem and we were like ah oh, we don't know how to do this anonymous functional thing and not be duplicate and it gave it to us and so it took it took a couple turns but it got there it was like oh this works it was like make it right or make it work make it right we didn't ask make it fast question but yeah. <laughs> but you can almost take it through those phases yeah, um, yeah. well I, I, so I, I think it would be interesting to maybe discuss that process in depth, but also, yeah. you know, maybe what is that end all be all fail safe prompt that you start with. So you don't waste a lot of time going back and forth. Uh, I see. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love that. So yeah. anyway, that's, that's the thought there. Cool. Well, thanks everybody uh, for hearing us out on uh, sharing our experiences with this. We'd love to hear your experiences, like uh, a call to action. I love it, Chris. Uh, what prompts work well for you and working with or ensembling with uh, AI and, uh, uh, please reach out on LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, and more. And uh, mob on. Have a good one and talk to you later, everybody. Bye. Bye, everyone.